0: Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're, to we're going to talk about unlocking your abundance. We'll do that in just seven minutes with Dan Fox. Now, Dan is an executive coach. He's coached over 500 CEOs and 5,000 vice presidents all over the planet for the last 25 years including places like Amsterdam, Paris, London, and Mumbai, He's coached in good times and bad, for example, the dot-com era when money was free through the dot-com crash. He's a sought-after public speaker, guest on television talk shows, an executive team facilitator, conflict resolution coach, and leadership coach to CEOs. Dan, it is fantastic to have you on Supercharging Business Success. Tell us, Who's your ideal client though?
1: Oh, Bill, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. My ideal client is someone who is hungry and humble and open to discovering their blind spots and discovering what how things might change in their lives to create more success. The more difficult clients that I don't usually hang out with very long is those who know what they know and they know they're right. And they, they'll argue with me about whatever it is that I would offer them. I actually have said to a couple of clients over the years, why did you decide to buy a dog? and stand in the yard and bark yourself, you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, I like that. I like that.
1: It's it's your money, soon to be mine. What do you want to talk about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So they share a problem, you kind of touched on it, but what is the key problem that you solve for these people?
1: The key problem is, is that, and they're completely unaware of it, is that roughly 90, in my opinion, 97% of the population is driven by their feelings rather than, than their commitments or their goals or their intent. And their feelings are subliminal, subconscious fear, low-level fear. I don't mean the kind that makes your palms sweat or a knot in your stomach. It's the kind of fear that makes you hesitate, makes you doubt that this is accomplishable, that whether I can actually do this or not, or they get caught up in an obstacle or a challenge and they get stuck there. So the main problem is helping them discover how to ignite. And I work with them a great deal of working with them about how to ignite their personal level of passion. The reason why that's critical is when their passion wells up larger than their subtle fear, then we go from hopefully wanting to try to do my best to commitment. You have my word. You have my commitment. We're going to, we're going to accomplish this. So when the, the difficult things in life come along, we go, okay, so what? Now what? We don't give up. We don't cave in. We don't lose heart. And so we don't get what we hope for, wish for, want, or try, but we almost always get what we're committed to like you have my word. So I I, I help them find and, and foster and harvest their passion larger than fear, so they commit.
0: So tell me, you touched on fear a little bit, but are there other symptoms that are going on in, inside of our listeners that might say to them, I need to talk to Doug Fox?
1: The, the, if you have anger issues, you know, kind of blowing up, that kind of thing we tend to think of anger as a, a root emotion and it's not anger is a byproduct which comes out of fear i'm afraid i'm not going to get what i want i'm afraid that i'm going to lose what i've got I'm afraid I'm not going to get promoted. I'm afraid that I'm not being respected. All of those are fear, which fosters up anger. So if you discover that you're, you find that you're, you're angry quite a bit or whatever, there's two things. One of them is it's the root of it is fear. So look at the fear. Don't look at the anger. Don't try to manage anger, manage the fear. And the the second part of it is, is that if I feel restless, irritable, or discontented, it has something to do with me, not them. I don't give power to others to affect my feelings. My feelings is a stand I take.
0: So what have you seen, Doug, over the years, the the common mistakes that uh, your ideal client takes when they try to solve this problem on their own?
1: They are willing to go with me and dig deep and find out the root causes that's subliminal and subconscious that's driving their show. And often it can be something that occurred in their life early on that had them write a script about the future and say, I'm going to prove them wrong. Or I'm never going to let that happen again. And so it basically subconsciously drives their show. And so for them to help unwind, to to let go of resentments, to forgive, that way they can have peace. And whenever I'm whole and complete and I have peace, I can say, Bill, how can I be there for you? Rather than I'm, I'm kind of thinking about me and what I want.
0: Well, oh, as very well said. So I know there's a lot of things people might do, but tell us one single thing that might really help, one single thing that people could do right now that would help them unlock this roadblock they've got in front of themselves.
1: In a dramatic way, really become honest with themselves. To be a scientist and ask, why did I feel that? Where's that coming from? Why did I do that? What, where did that, where was that coming from? To be able to study ourselves. I I tell my clients, I said, welcome to the wildest adventure of your life. This is the adventure into you. Most of us operate on autopilot and we stuff feelings and they're in a Pandora's box. And when, you know, we reach 25, 35, 45 years old, the box is pretty full and it pops up and comes out. And all of a sudden I go, I don't know why I responded like that. Oh, well, good opportunity to take a look at that and clean it up. We can recreate our lives today for the rest of the day today to be anything we want. If we're willing to be honest and look at it and do some work on ourselves to find out why we are where we are, what's really going on, and, uh, and then to stand guard at the door of your mind and keep the negativity out. Go, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I know where that leads me. It leads me to feeling depressed, and when I'm depressed, I'm not a good leader. When I'm not a good leader, the team doesn't operate in unison, and so we don't accomplish anything, so- We get to start taking control of the thoughts we think because the thoughts we think always lead to a feeling. The feelings drive our actions. Actions drive our our outcome. So if you want to change the outcome, the only lever that we have is the thoughts that we think today.
0: Okay. Thank you very, very much for that. Now, I know you've got a beautiful free gift for our listeners. So tell us what the gift is and where they would go on your website to get their hands on the gift.
1: Okay. Well the 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 gift that I have or whatever is a TED talk that I gave in Chelmsford, England six years ago. And it was about human connection and relationships. And it covers a lot of these topics. And it's when you go to YouTube and you type in D-A-N. F-O-X-X, it'll be the first thing that pops up. That's the TED Talk that I gave. It's 18 minutes and 39 seconds. And uh, it's been well-received. I, You know, I have one, one of my friends that became a friend is a university professor in Albuquerque. And she she shows it to every one of her classes for all these years. So I, <laughs> it's, I think you find it really, really valuable. And it's free.
0: Oh, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. So I told you I'd ask you seven questions in seven minutes. I've taken about six minutes. And I've asked six questions. So, what question, Doug? Were you waiting for me to Dan? Excuse me, Dan. Were you waiting for me to ask you? And I didn't come up with it. And then, what's the answer to that unasked question?
1: Ah, uh, nobody ever asks this question. And that is, in this world, which has complications, trials, struggles, challenges, and many of them, like our macro economy, for example, is way larger than me. And so, how do I, how do I handle? things that in life that come upon me, that's larger than me, possibly the the passing of a loved one or a stock market crash or whatever. And uh, as the research that I've done show that 80% of the population believes that there is a God. Okay. So I tell my clients, I said, do you, are you one of the 80%? Do you believe that there is a God? Yeah. Well then if you believe there's a God, you probably believe that there is a creator and there is a design. Do you have a relationship with them? Like, do you talk to your creator? And so I would suggest the thing that no one ever asked me or whatever is talk to God, tell them, you know, there's no right way to pray. Just talk to God, say, show me some answers. Help me, give me wisdom. Give me insight. Show me what's going on. And you can find peace whenever the, the God can do for you, what you cannot do for yourself. And so it's free. There's, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to do anything. Just talk to your creator and watch what happens. It can be remarkable.
0: Yes, indeed. That's that's fantastic. You are right. I would not have thought of that question, but I love the question, love the answer. (laughs) So everybody, in closing, let's focus on a single fact. And that is that our businesses do not become preeminent in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first identifying and then implementing a growth strategy through a system of management, and leveraging high-performance teams. You'll get the exact roadmap to do just that at businessmastery.university. Thanks for listening. Doug, thanks once again for sharing your time. I don't know why I keep saying Doug. Dan Fox, thanks for sharing your time with us today. My
1: pleasure, Bill. Thank you for inviting me on.